there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weemey, and I am gonna walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Untuck Podcast. And today I get a chance to interview my new friend and um, a longtime mentor from a distance, I guess is what I'm going to say, Amy. So this is Amy Barge, you guys. I had a chance to be exposed, I guess, to Amy for the very first time a few years ago when I was at the John Maxwell team um, live event. And Amy was actually one of the speakers. You guys, she was on stage in front of thousands of us, all leadership nerds and personal development junkies. And for her to be on stage and inspiring all of us, I, I just sat back in awe and I'm like, I need to follow this woman. And so we've gotten a chance to to slowly get to know each other over this time. And I am so excited for you to be able to share your wisdom today, Amy, oh. your, your life journey and how you can serve other people who are maybe feeling stuck. So welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It is a complete pleasure to be here with you today. Okay. So I felt like when, when you describe what you do, I felt like you do a much better job than what I could do. So I'm going to have you tell me a little bit about how you would describe yourself and how you serve people. Sure. So I describe myself as a growth environment specialist. Um, And part of that is I do coach and speak and train, but growth is really my thing uh, because I have just come to know in my own life that unless you're growing, uh, you're really not going anywhere. So that's what I really try to encourage people. And specifically, I mean, I work with a lot of different groups. I work with teams and companies, um, but I also have a group of women that I describe as um, women who are like professionals and they're facing some kind of transition and they want to go from living by default, which is doing without thinking Mm -hmm. to living by design, by growing on purpose. So that's kind of my tagline. Yeah. Growing on. I love that. And you know, this is the thing that I find is so interesting when we consider feeling stuck, feeling stuck is an awareness of being in a place that you don't want to be. And I, longing for something better, right? And I think that so often times we can kind of live our lives by default without having even the awareness that we're doing it. And all of a sudden we realize that it's, you know, 2022 and where did the 2021 year go? Or all of a sudden our little babies that were in diapers are now graduating from high school and we, we don't even know where the time goes. We don't know how we got to work in the morning because all of a sudden we're just there. And so I think that so often just this wake up call of like, Hey, I don't want to live by default anymore is, and then that stuck feeling that could come with it is actually a good sign, right? Because all of a sudden you're aware. Yeah. 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 I like to say awareness is the first step towards anything. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So how did you ever get yourself to this point where you were on a stage speaking in front of thousands of people? Like, tell me a little bit about your journey. Was that like something you always wanted to do or how did you get here? Wow. I mean, that's, yeah, it's a long story. I'll try to translate it a little bit. Uh, so I, I have always loved um, speaking and teaching. I taught school for many years, 
But when I went through a really uh, difficult divorce, I realized I, I was teaching at the time. I, I really honestly couldn't afford to stay teaching. So I knew I needed to transition into something else. And so that big kind of scary step out of a very secure world, because, you know, when you're a teacher, they really yes. they can't get, get rid of you. Right, right. My husband's um, a teacher. So yeah, and it's safe and it's comfortable. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I realized, okay, I, I need something more. I didn't know what that something more was going to look like. So no, at that point, I didn't have the vision of, I'm going to speak on the Maxwell stage. Yeah. But I did know that I needed to do something else. And so when I transitioned from teaching to um, another role, I ended up working in downtown Chicago, which was not on my radar at all when I was a school teacher, but that kind of set the wheels in motion, so to speak. Okay. And then after I worked there a couple of different places, um, I worked for a, actually a women's leadership organization in Chicago, okay. right downtown. And then I decided I is expensive to live there. My kids were grown. And so I literally started my life over, moved to where I am now in Indiana and had a couple of jobs that got connected with the John Maxwell team. Okay. And it was honestly after my first conference and I saw people on stage that I had the idea, Ooh, I think I'd like to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah. oh my gosh, there's so many places I want to take this conversation. <laughs> so I have to just ask you though, when we go back to that moment of your life, when you were going through the divorce and you looked at your budget and you're like, okay, my lifestyle has to change because of my situation. And so oftentimes I think people can crumble with the pressure of, of fear and change and just overwhelm of, of all of that. Tell me how you were able to get yourself out of what could have been that into like, okay, well, this is what I have to do and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so I always hesitate here because I don't want it to sound like, oh, and I just did this because it yeah. was definitely a process that yeah. I went through. Um, I decided that I wanted to explore maybe doing something besides teaching. And I like went after it, you know, that one whole summer and I didn't get anything else. And I had to go back and teach another year. And that was okay. really, really hard. But I kept that vision that, okay, I know I do want to do something else at some mm -hmm. point. And so then when that opportunity opened up, I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to go for it. And I was super scared because like I mentioned, you know, teaching is pretty secure. And okay. as a divorced woman, I'm like, what if I get fired? And at that point I just told myself, Oh, you won't get fired. You're a hard worker. You know, it'll all be good. Yeah. So that, that did help me to, you know, make that, that jump. So that's good. So you able to rationalize that a little bit. Cause sometimes our fear talk can tell us things that are going to happen that are very unlikely going to happen. Yes. Yes, exactly. Although I will just, I'll just tell you, I did end up getting downsized from two jobs, but it didn't kill me. But the yeah. other thing that happened during that time, and I was, I was thinking about this when I knew I was going to talk with you about this is I had years ago really enjoyed being in community theater. And oh. so after my divorce, when, you know, I'm back teaching school and I'm not really happy, I had the opportunity present itself for me to be in a musical production that I hadn't done since college, but I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just go for it. Yeah. And being in that show was such a part of my healing process because I was in a new group of people that didn't know me, didn't know my ex-husband, didn't know anything about me. And I right. just had to show up as myself doing something I loved. Yeah. And I found out that 
wow, I'm, I'm still good at this. I can, I can do this. And it was a real confidence booster for me at a time when I just felt completely, you know, worthless. Yeah. And that taking that little step of doing something I loved really shows that, yeah. So those were, those were two big things. I love that. And I got to tell you, like theater scares the bejeebers out of me. Like I can never imagine myself being on stage and performing, but what's so interesting and I'm going to sound like a, I don't know what right now, but when I speak on stage in front of hundreds of people, it's almost like I go up there and I am playing a role. I am like the person who knows what they're talking about. I am the person who has prepared and is ready to serve. And it's almost like I step out of myself in that moment. And so I can almost imagine that that's what it's like to be in theater in a sense, like for a moment, I get to be a confident version of myself in a moment. I get to be whatever I want to be on stage in front of people. And I think that can sometimes be really powerful too. If you can take yourself out of it Mm -hmm. and put yourself into the shoes of who you want to be, even for a moment, it gives you that glimpse of who you want to be as well. Truly does. Yeah, and and I've seen that. It's been really interesting. That has been kind of a theme through my life. Yeah, Um, I could say more about that, but go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to hear about that. Well, um, so I did, you know, have different jobs. I moved here, had different jobs here, um, and then I ended up dating this man who I thought I was going to marry. Okay, and right before Christmas like literally two weeks before Christmas, I was downsized from my job. First time that had ever happened to me in my life. I was completely shocked. And two weeks later, this guy broke up with me via letter. And so I was back at that place of just, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. I never thought this would happen. And I auditioned for a show like the next month and I was cast and being in that show helped get me through that time again. So it's like, isn't that interesting how that, came back around and helped me again in a really difficult time. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. Well, and that, that was going to bring me to another question that I had for you is like, okay, so you were on the John Maxwell, you know, team watching from the audience to people speaking and you're like, yeah, I want to do that someday. I can't imagine how scary that was, but it sounds to me like your performance has kind of given you those small steps and courage to be able to show up in really big ways. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm one of those people that just happens to be wired that I love to perform. So put me on a stage in front of a thousand people and I can be this character and sing and emote. Yeah. I'm a happy camper. I love it. So yeah, to, to see the Maxwell stage. Yeah. It was a little yeah. daunting. Yeah. But it was more exciting than anything else. I love that. And it just goes to show that we're all gifted with different, different gifts and to understand and recognize your own and to really just nurture that and step into it is so powerful because you never know where that gift is going to lead you down the road to the next gift. And so I just love that so much. Okay. So you are, in my opinion, very successful, Amy, and you've talked a little bit about the journey that you've had so far. Can you tell us um, if there's ever been a moment in your life where you have really felt stuck that you haven't already talked about? Oh, wow. (laughs) I've had so many times that I felt really stuck. Um, gosh, probably, probably the the two that I mentioned, the divorce and then being downsized from the job. Yeah. But I yeah. will tell you, the other thing was after, so I met my husband, Sam, we got married, had been married about a year. 
And I was working in a great job, but kind of had the thought, well, maybe I would, I don't know if I'm going to stay here till I, you know, retire. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I got introduced to the John Maxwell team. So my thought was, okay, I'm going to join the team, kind of build a business on the side. And then when I'm comfortable, I'll start my business. Yeah. Well, two weeks after I joined the John Maxwell team, my position was eliminated. (gasps) And so I was faced with this. Do I try to find another job or do I say, I think I'll start a business. Mm. I had no clue how to start a business, but something inside me was like, you know what? I really thought it was God saying, here's your sign, like go for it. Wow. So I jumped in and I, I had no clue what I was doing. Thank goodness for the John Maxwell team, because I learned so much. Yeah. There's definitely been times over the last, I guess I'm now in my seventh year, um, where I felt like, what do I do next? Yeah. And I, and I did feel that stuck feeling. And so then it comes back to, okay, so what do you do when you're stuck? Right. And that too has been a process. Um, but I think if I could like paint with a really broad brush, yeah, what I have become so aware of, and it's because of developing my business and being on the John Maxwell team yeah. is the power of mindset. Mm-hmm. And I have this, um, it's actually like a gremlin. Like I picture him, he's this kind of fat sloppy guy with the big cigar and he sits <laughs> on my couch and like smoking and going, eh, what makes you think you can do that? Or who, who, who's going to buy from you? All those kind of things. Yeah. And I've just become so aware that what I'm thinking about determines so much of what actually happens in my life. So I have these three little phrases that I use. Um, The first is just notice it when I have that negative thought, which wants to keep me stuck um, just to say, oh my gosh, there it is again. I'm thinking that again. And then after I notice it to shift and I, I shift it to what I call neutral, not where I'm going, oh, you're so stupid, but where I just say, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. There that is again, just putting it into not a judgment, just an right. awareness. Yes. And then I replace the thought. Now it sounds so easy to go, Oh, just replace the thought. Yeah. It's not always that easy, but I have learned, I am continuing to learn that when, when I say the words, I am whatever I fill in the blank with my subconscious mind is going to try to create that. So Absolutely. if I hear the negative thought, say, Oh, isn't that interesting? What do I want to replace that with that is the truth that I want to live into? So I am getting better every single day, whatever the thing is. I It changes yes. from day to day, depending yes. on what yes. that negative thought was. Right. But that has been a huge um, part of me learning how to get myself unstuck. I love that. And I think that there's so much power when we hear from experts who have gone through their own process, right? It's like, okay, well, you're just up on stage or you just are doing this. You don't understand, right? (laughs) And so that's really why I like to bring these conversations in because that vulnerability of admitting like, hey guys, like I've been there, I get it. But these are some of the things that I've done to make things better for me are so powerful because now you're in our tribe, right? 
And so that's so helpful. And so you are considered a growth specialist, right? And so I want you to tell us about some of the things that you are helping others grow. You said you like to concentrate on women. So tell me a little bit about the women that you serve and where they oftentimes get stuck. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Well, so I last, I guess it's been almost a year ago, I launched what I call Women Growing on Purpose, which is a community for uh, professional women who are facing some kind of life transition and to help them go from living uh, by default, which I say is doing without thinking, to living by design, by growing on purpose, which really has kind of two meanings because it's growing on purpose, like with intention, but then also growing on what's, what's your purpose in, you know, being here. Yeah. And so this is a place where like, I totally did not know exactly what I was doing or how I was going to do it. I'm like, I'm going to go for this. Yeah. And so what, what it has turned into is this amazing community of women who I create content that I deliver to them like this, you know, via Mm -hmm. zoom. Yeah. And then twice a month we get on calls and talk through some of the questions that I've posed for them and they just share from their hearts. This is what's going on in my life. This is how I'm, you know, struggling. This is what I'm dealing with. And it's interesting because I have a wide range of women from like twenties all the way to their sixties and everything in between. And so we deal with things. Are you a business owner and you feel like you are literally tied to your phone all the time in order to keep up with social media? You know you need to post consistently, but you don't know what to post and you don't want to have to post every single day because it means that you're married to your phone. So then you're not consistent and then business doesn't follow. Or maybe you have no idea how to attract your uh, ideal client and and you want to find a way to, to get the right people to come to you. Oh my goodness, like that was totally where I was. And I had to take some time and research to find out what the heck I could be doing to make my life so much better. So here's a scoop. I have found a system that I've created a system that has allowed me to not only attract my dream clients, but it's allowed me to be consistent by planning all of my content for an entire year in one single weekend. And I've decided to offer it to all of you guys. If that is something that you would love to learn more about, make sure to click on the link in the show notes so that you can learn how to get your life back but keep your social media game on. Uh, you know, one gal is getting ready to be um, kind of in a different position in her work where she's mm-hmm. more in charge of people. And so that's kind of like, ah. Yeah. Um, another gal is pretty much at the top level where she's going to be in her job, but is wanting to learn how to kind of let go of some things and empower other people. Um, we've got empty nesters who are dealing with my kids are gone. And now I'm figuring out what do I want to do? So it's one of the things that's really powerful about it is how much they learn from each other Mm -hmm. as they share, even though they might have a different transition or struggle. Yeah. There's that commonality with, oh my gosh, when I think about, you know, growing in an area of skill or an area of choice, here's what I'm dealing with. And then they hear, I'm not alone. Yes. That there's power in that for sure. Oh my goodness. So do you find that there's certain things that you see kind of keep coming up a certain theme of where people kind of come into your community, either that brought them there in the first place or kind of where they're struggling as you're talking to them on a regular basis? Have you noticed any, any common themes amongst people? Well, and actually, um, I, what comes to my mind is self-talk. 
That mm, is yes. huge because you would think that somebody who's at this level or that level or, oh, they've already done all this, that they don't have an issue with their, their own self-talk, but everybody does. Right. And it may be at a different, for a different reason, but that is something that we just keep coming back to over and over again is the power of what we're thinking, what we're telling ourselves about ourselves, and then what are we doing with that? Are we continuing to pile on, you know, the judgment or the Mm -hmm. shame, or are we saying, okay, wait a minute. I want to think about that in a different way. Yeah. How can I, so that's, I mean, honestly, that is probably the big overarching umbrella that I see all the time. And honestly, I see this, I see it with men too. I see it with, in organizations, it's just that, that chatter that goes in. Our, yeah. And oh my head. goodness, like that can, that umbrella that you just described can show up as imposter syndrome, right? It can show up as just lack of confidence and lack of worthiness. And yeah. therefore, you know, you're not stepping out into your own purpose and greatness because you don't feel like you're worthy enough of it, or you're not good enough for it. And so you're t- absolutely right. All of that comes back to what goes on in here. And what I love about things that I've learned from you, things from, from the training that we've gotten is that that doesn't mean that it's set in stone, that we can actually change the way that our brain is wired by taking those small deliberate steps. And like you said, noticing it, non-judgmentally acknowledging Uh it, right. Uh And then rewiring it. And over time it becomes our new default. Yeah. Yes. And that, I mean, that ultimately is the goal. And so I even like, in myself, I will notice it more like, oh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't take me as long to get from here to here this time. Or I noticed it faster. In yeah. fact, I was just on a call earlier this week with a gal who said, um, I'm doing a lot better about re- being able to reflect on what just happened and say, okay, what did I learn from this? How do I want to do it differently? And she said, I see the gap between when it happens and when I realize it getting it closer. And she goes, I can hardly wait until I can realize it in the moment. <laughs> Oh, I like well, you're working so, towards that. So awesome. I love it. Okay. So I would love for us to, to this switch our conversation to the practicality of things, right? So you've given us hope. You've given us hope that, that things can get better and that growth is possible. And, yeah. and it doesn't matter how old you are, or what your situ- situation is like growth is definitely possible. So what are some practical tools that you can give our listeners and our audience so that they can start taking steps towards that growth journey, that better version of themselves? Sure. So one of the things that I've, that I've used recently that's, that's helping me is to, when you think about the power of choice, so we all have lots of choices that we can make every day. Right. Um, and it sounds great. Oh, I have choices, but it's also important for us to realize that the fact that we have choice can be challenging. So you know, you've probably heard people say, oh, well, just choose to have a good attitude. Okay. It sounds a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it and, and in some ways you can say, oh, that's really a simple thing, but it's not always easy. And the example that, that I've given is um, my parents passed away within like nine months of each other. And I remember on that first birthday, it was just like, my dad had died on March 5th. My birthday was on the 28th. And I was driving to work that day and I it hit me like, this is the first birthday where neither one of my parents were here. And it was just like this ton of bricks. And so I'm like, and I remember driving. I know exactly where I was on the road thinking, what am, what am I going to do with this? Cause I wanted to just like sob. Right. And I, in that moment said, okay, I'm going to, what do I want to choose? And I said, 
I'm choosing joy. And I just kept saying that out loud as I'm driving and the tears are streaming. I am choosing joy. And then I started making the list of all the things that I was thankful for that I could be joyful about. One of them being I was getting married in eight weeks. Yes. Weird that I'm balancing this grief of not having my parents, but knowing I'm going to get married to Sam. So that idea that we have the choice, but it can be challenging. And the second part is that um, choice is constant. And that's where, you know, you can say, oh, I'm going to, so I, I, I'm choosing joy that day. And I, and I got through it, but guess what? The next day we have to choose again. Yes. Yes. Because you don't ever just check the box. Of, I'm going to be a person that always chooses joy. Okay, done. No, it's constant. Absolutely. And I think if we don't remember that, we can get down on ourselves about it. It's like, yes, it's, it's okay. This is, this is the next right. day and I'm choosing again. And then the third part of it is that um, choice is, that's challenging. It's constant. It's controlling. And that goes back to the mindset again, because what we, what we think about, we, we really do bring about. And so the more we can be aware that our choices are directing us, it helps us to, to get out of that default thing and say, wait a minute, I do get to choose here. And this is going to help send me in the direction that I really do want to go. Right. So like all of those together, it's like, okay, that's kind of a lot. And yet it is, it is pretty simple when you can break it down. Right. That way right. It's simple, it but terms. powerful. And I completely, completely can relate to that. I remember having a moment in my life where I was a little frustrated, I guess, with my, my current employer at the time. And I remember just being like, oh, you know, what else can I do? Whatever. So mm. if you're listening to this, maybe you can relate to this. And then I ended up applying for and being offered another job. Mm-hmm. And I ended up turning it down. Huh. It was like this moment where I had this awareness that I was choosing to be here. Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody was forcing me to show right. up. Nobody was sticking a gun to my head. And I chose this over this other place. So what are some things about this place that I do enjoy? Mm-hmm. And had I been focusing so much on the negative that I wasn't seeing the positive. Mm-hmm. And so just those little things about recognizing like we're not victims. We have a choice. If yep. you want to leave, leave. Nobody's yep. forcing you there. Right. And I love that story about you getting divorced and you're like, all right, well, well, well I need to figure this out. <laughs> and, and then also choosing our mindset around it, choosing the joy, choosing to be appreciative of where we're at, choosing to be grateful that we have, you know, of a stable income, choosing to, to, to be the light for the people around us. But at the end of the day, it's still your choice to be there. So you can still leave as well. And so those are really, really powerful. It comes with lots of messiness, right? Because there's all kinds of consequences. (laughs) (laughs) But also recognizing as well that the choices that we make, even the tiny little insignificant ones that we think are insignificant, lead up to very big choices and big changes down the road. And so not to underestimate the power of that simple, like, I'm going to choose not to be sad all day. I'm going to choose joy. And that little bit helps the day probably go better, which made something else go better and and all the way down the road. So not underestimating the little tiny choices that we have all day. I love that. Yeah. And you know, that's something when you said that about 
you, there might be a moment when you need to be sad. One of my very wise counselors once told me that it's okay to feel that sadness. That's normal. But she's like, put a time limit on it. If you yes. need to feel really sad and cry for 10 or 15 minutes or half an hour, do it. Don't yes. say, oh, I won't, I won't feel this. No, you, you yeah. have to feel it, but you don't have to live in it. Yes. And that's something that I've definitely had to go back around and say, okay, I feel because I'm a, I'm a deep feeler, which can yeah. be a curse at times. <laughs> but, and I say this often to my husband, this is where I am. This is how I feel right now. I go, I won't stay here, but it's where I am right now. I need to have that moment. Yes. And then I decide, and now I'm going to go do something else. And, and normally it is an activity. Like I go do something like, you know, I was in the shows because I thought I've got to take some action. Yes. You, yeah, it's a distraction, but in a good way, like you're choosing yeah. the right distraction. I love that. All of this conversation is so fun because it's all kind of coming back full circle. Right. And I think that, you know, you have to make sure to get for, you know, give yourself the permission to feel whatever it is that you feel, just like you oh, said, yeah. because I've been stuck in a way that I'm like, okay, Lachelle, you're on this personal development journey. You're not a victim. So you need to knock it off. You need to get over yourself like right now. And so I instead took that negative thought and added more shame to it, <laughs> which is easy to do, you know, instead of just saying like, okay, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm sad. I'm in a funk. I'm whatever looking at it, not judgmentally, just aware of this, like, huh, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Right. And then rephrase it. And it can be applied to so many different things. So thank you for bringing all of that full circle, Amy. Oh, I love sure. that. Sure. Okay. So we are getting closer to our conversation wrapping up. Is there anything else that you wanted to, um, to share, um, embark some more wisdom in, in anything that we have to talk about yet that you haven't been able to talk about? So I was thinking about this too. Um, like what are some other very practical things that I've done that I continue yeah. to do to, to, to not to like not stay stuck and to keep growing. And so I come up, I've come up with what I call uh, the core four. And okay. so the first one is to just be honest, like be honest with myself about what I'm feeling about where I am and, and maybe even ask the question of myself, uh, so how am I possibly ignoring something that I need to mm. honestly face? Yes. But then with that comes the next one, which is be gentle. Because I think so often when we notice something, maybe we notice an area where we're not being honest and we need to. And then you're like, well, you know, you should have been. And we, we <laughs> shit on ourselves, you know, we, we all the time. <laughs> so that idea of being gentle, I like to think of it as how you would talk with a child who's learning something for the first time. You know, when a kid's yeah. learning to tie their shoes, you don't go, would you hurry up? You're like, oh, look, you almost got it that time. So yeah. figure out how to be gentle with ourselves mm -hmm. and, and maybe even say, I'm going to be gentle with myself today. Right. Um, and, and realize that even in the midst of our messiness, there are things about us that we can cheer, like cheer ourselves on. And I'm a firm believer in becoming our own cheerleader. Yes. Sometimes like when I was living by myself, I didn't have anybody else to cheerlead me. So I'm like, okay, right. how can I cheerlead for myself today? So that's yes. the being gentle part. The third part of it is to be curious. Mm -hmm. And this one can be a little challenging at times, but it's like, okay, so really ask myself, hmm, why am I stuck right here? What, what would I like to have happen instead? And just kind of dig into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then maybe even ask, so why is it important for me 
to get unstuck? Why is it important for me to want to grow? Because when we can verbalize that to ourselves, that can also help us go, okay, this is why it's important. And I'm going to do something, which leads me to the fourth one. And that's be bold. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I mean, take some small, but bold action so that you recognize I did that. And when I was, when I first was thinking about this, I was like, you know, when you type something on the computer, if you want it to really stand out, you put it in the big bold letters yes, yes. and it, your eye catches it. So whatever that action is for you, and it could be different for every single person, but take that small, bold action so that you can then say, okay, and I took that step and then acknowledge that. And that was a step, which can then add to more steps and, you know, get me moving in the right direction. I think sometimes people think I have to do some big, huge thing to make a difference. Yeah. And you might, but more often than not, it's deciding that one small thing that you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then that gives you the fuel to do the next thing and get the momentum going. So those are my core, my core. I love that so much. I love that so much, Amy. Okay. So if people want to continue to keep learning from you, if they want to continue to work with, on their growth, tell me about a couple of the, the resources that you have, and then we'll make sure to put all of the information in the show notes for people to oh, access if they want Okay, it. great. So I have, I have several things, but two that I can tell you like right off the bat, they're both on my website at amybargebarg.com. Uh, one of them is a free download that it's called Blind Spot Glasses. And it really helps you to examine what are some of the things that might be keeping you stuck? Because there are some things like, I don't feel motivated, or uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think I know enough, or I don't have time. Those kinds of things can keep you stuck. So there's a a handy little thing that you can go through. It's a little checklist and gives you some ideas. Um, There's also, I have just launched a Growing on Purpose Academy. It is a nine session online experience for a woman to go through and to say, okay, I want to dig into this idea of growing myself. It's, um, it's me on video, but there's also an audio, there's a transcript, there's lots of different ways you can consume that content. And it takes you through some really practical steps, kind of like things that I mentioned today, um, to, to help you kind of take that jump start towards living, not by default, but by design. I love that. Well, I just love and adore you. I think that you are such an inspiration to people and you make me want to become a better version of myself. So thank you so much for that. One last question that I love to ask, and you've done such a great job of giving us coaching questions up to this point, but if you had one question to give our audience to help Uh them to move forward, what kind of coaching question would you have them ponder? Oh, that's a good one. Um, What I would say is, what's, how valuable would it be for you to take some kind of action? Mm. And what's going to happen if you don't? Oh, I love that. That's powerful. Thank you so, so much for sharing your heart, your wisdom. Can't get enough of you. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, completely my pleasure. I so appreciate having this opportunity to get to talk about something that I feel great passion for. Because believe me, I am on the growth journey myself, like 
from now on, always. I, it's, it's never ending. And that's one of the things I love about growth. There is no finish line. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much, my friend. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And if you know that you are made for more and you are tired of being held back and ready to get unstuck and step boldly into life that you're meant to live, head on over to lachellewemy.com, request an appointment, and be ready for me to walk alongside of you personally to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. I'll be back next week, but before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe and enjoy these imperfect outtakes.